When it's 3 p.m., Jess and Renee both want an afternoon treat. So they go to McDonald's for icy cool frozen drinks and Minute Maid slushies. Only Jess's favorite is frozen Coke, while Renee's is pink lemonade slushie. But it's cool. They respect each other's choice. It's not just a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Make your summer pop with a Minute Maid slushie, frozen Coke, or frozen Fanta, like wild cherry and blue raspberry, starting at $1.59. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only. Switch to Sprint and get our best unlimited deal ever. Four lines of unlimited for just $100 a month. Plus, we're including four amazing iPhone 11s on us when you trade an iPhone 6s or newer in any condition. Visit Sprint.com, call 800-SPRINT-1, or come see us in our stores. Phone after $29.17 per month credit for 18 months credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Requires new account. Unlimited basic after $731.21. Pay $35 per month per line with auto pay. Date 80 prioritization during congestion. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes taxi fees and roaming speed. Maximum use rules. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. Victus Brewing up in Blaine, which is right by the National Sports Center, where, of course, the Loons used to play when they were in the uh, lower division. Um, So we're up here. They have graciously allowed us to do our podcast on their patio, which is fantastic. It's a new building here. Um, And we all got flights today. Instead of getting just one beer, we got five different ones. So what what did you guys start off with? So I'm doing the IPA right now. Um, it's good. It's not quite, um, what would I say, it's not quite a West Coast. Mm-hmm. It's a, got a nice hot profile, not terribly terribly in your face. Yep. Um, it's got the malt characters right on par with what I think most West Coast IPAs are. But the, the malts are a lot better than, or I mean the hops are a lot better than what uh, some of those extreme IPAs are. I'm not a big, sure. not a big extreme IPA guy. I'm not either. I like I like IPAs are a little bit more a little smoother. This one I'm drinking this right now. It's it's a great IPA. I have no problems with it whatsoever. It's good. Uh, Dave, you tried the yeah the, f- the first one I had to try was the uh, it's called the Oatbusters Oatmeal Pale Ale and uh, that really jumped out at me. Be just be that the word oatmeal always gets me. Now the thing is usually I'm a fan of the uh, oatmeal stouts because you, you think know. it's healthy, right? Well, it's kind of, it's bre- you know, it's only 11.30, it's breakfast, it's lunch, it's, it's a drink it's all a drink, in one. Yeah, no, yeah, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, but no, yeah. actually, honestly, like you guys said, I, I am actually more of a, a lager fan. So so the yeah. pale ales don't usually jump out at me, but I'll tell you what, uh, that, that I like this one, and I, and I think I'll, uh, if I do go with a, a full one, I might go that route, because I've tried all five of them now, and I think I think I can get on board with okay. any of them. You know, technically, on the health note, yeah. technically all craft beer is healthy really because there's no preservatives okay there's no added sugars yeah uh i mean it's it's all grains but you give alcohol in it though well it's not healthy for your liver well yeah i mean if you're drinking gallons of it at a time yeah well and you'll you'll find there's there's proteins there's gluten there's it's that yeah Yeah, i mean there are diets that are based on if you drink enough beer it would be a. It would classify as a meal. There would okay. be enough protein, right. carbohydrates, well, sugars. I'm gonna trust you because you're a chemical engineer. Yes, so okay. I trust that you know what you're talking well, about. Well, then, then yeah. I think we can just leave it at that. Then you, you want to start your own podcast about 
how healthy beer is. Well, I think I, we could probably get a spinoff going, but uh, we'll worry about that later. All right. All right, so uh, let's get into what went on the last couple weeks here. Uh, yeah. We had the last game was Real Salt Lake. That was actually not the last the game. First game. Yeah. The first game. The first game after our last podcast was Real Salt Lake. 3-2. We, we ended up winning 3-2. We came out like gangbusters in that game. I mean, we were – I thought that, I thought it was going to be 5-zip. I mean, I, I really – and it should have been. Um, but yeah. the second half, they just kind of decided to, um, what, stop Bunker playing defense? Down. You know? They they bunkered down without uh, without actually bunkering down. Yeah. Um, which I think is prototypical Minnesota United football. Uh, it's like we're going to be Jose Mourinho's team, but then fail to actually listen to anything he says. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, you know, I think that is a major issue. Uh, any... I think I wanted to talk about this, so let's talk about this. Um, after the game, mm-hmm. we won 3-2 against a Western Conference opponent, so we gained points on a team that was above us, mm-hmm. and it, we scored three goals, which is not typical of us. No. And it, the presser, was uh, Adrian Heath was just lit up. He was, I mean, he was ticked off after that game. Yeah. He was I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that was that was brilliant. And it yeah, you know, and it, it's a bit it's a big thing to talk about because being someone like myself who interacts with a lot of fans on Twitter, uh people were just just pissed at Adrian Heath yeah. on, on his comments on how he threw the players under the bus. You know, he had nothing good to say. We won, still nothing good to say. And it, to me, it was one of those things where it comes down to the motivation, right? Yeah. Some players respond well to that type of motivation. Mm-hmm. Some players don't. And it, a lot of people were saying, you know, all he does is ever make excuses. He always blames the players, mm-hmm. and which is, I think, somewhat accurate. Yeah. Uh, and it, I was like, well, let's just wait and see how they respond. I mean, yeah. you know, let's not just call for Heath's head because yeah. he's – He's being. I mean, he's got a point. Yeah, His yes. point's valid. Yes. We were up 3-0, and we almost ended up losing that game. Yeah, we, there, was a, there was a strong chance that we could have, I mean, almost lost that game, but also could end up in a tie mm-hmm. after having such a great start. What, I mean, what a backbreaker that would have been. That would have been, t- that been especially, terrible. Especially where we are in the standings. It, yeah. it would have been. And, you know, considering what happened only a few weeks earlier, a couple weeks earlier um, in Colorado – where we were up, yep. they ended up catching up and tying, and then they ended up winning in the yep. 94th minute or whatever. Yep. I mean, Adrian, his argument was right on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Whether or not he should have done it the way he did it is, is you know, debatable. So I was like, you know, let's just find out how the players respond. I thought, you know, they obviously had, again, a near meltdown against New England. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still, I think they responded. Yeah, I think they responded positively. Yeah, and it, I I mentioned to a couple people that, um, oh my God, you know Adrian Heath knows how to motivate his players better than the fans do. Shocker, shocker. Yeah, you know it's yeah. like he's supposed to. It, yeah, you know we can. Yeah, we can sit here on Monday morning, and and you know play the manager. Yeah, 
and question everything he does and say, well, this should have been this way or this yeah. should have been that way. Yeah. But in the end, look, he quite possibly knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. And I we've mean, we've uh, ragged on Adrian Heath a lot on this podcast oh, yeah. for things that he's done. Um, at the last podcast, we were talking about how was that was it the game in Houston where he kept all his starters in after they yeah. played like a previous a previous game and it was hot and they just looked totally out of it. Right. And we ragged on for that. We said, well, why don't you bring younger guys in for that game and kind of, you know, get some more energy in it. Um, but I think after he after he got on the players uh, in that in that game where we almost lost, and then the next game against New England, I, I think you saw a little more motivation from some of the guys. Right. I mean, in the New England game, Ramirez scored, which he First had, time in a while. First time in a while. And you could tell he was happy to get that monkey off his back, you know. Um, and they looked a little more, a little more fit, a little more into that game uh, right. in that New England game. So maybe him coming out after that previous game was kind of a wake-up call for all those guys. Yeah, you know, and I, I want to talk about that in a little bit because there's there's something interesting about that. Um, and so if you look at if you go back to the RSL game and you look at the goals, mm-hmm. we we all saw this game, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Ibsen goal, the first goal mm-hmm. of our of the game. Fantastic pass to uh, from Calvo to Quintero. Place it right where it needed to be. Now, was that a foul by Quintero? Because oh man, I I don't think it. Was. I don't think it was. I mean, it, you know, and you, this is one of the parts, and I was going to talk about Petke's removal from the game because mm-hmm. this is one of the issues he had. Um, you know, it's Justin Glad is six one. Mm-hmm. He's going up against Darwin Quintero, who's five two. Mm-hmm. So is literally five two foot. Yeah, sorry, five five. He's not five two. Yeah, it's five five. He's sorry. not a midget. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, five five. Okay. So he, he's literally a, a full half a foot on the guy. Mm-hmm. Darwin is backing up. He's backing up. Yep. Darwin's got his arms stretched out. Yep. And somehow he manages to muscle down. A central defender. I just don't see it. I don't see it either. And it, very obviously, the the referee put his hand up to his ear. He was very clearly talking to VAR. Yep. And it, they didn't review. No. So, in my opinion, I think VAR saw exactly what I saw, and it was mm-hmm. a defender who was up in the air. He's challenging, and he's off his off balance. Yep. Yep. And you know, was there contact? Yes, obviously. Uh, and he just he fell off. Yeah. And the VRR said yeah, it's not enough there. Not there. Yeah. No. Um, so obviously that that set Mike Petke off just a bit. Oh yeah. Um, so then we go to Quintero's goal. I have to point this out because again, Calvo was the setup guy. Yeah, he was. So he didn't get an assist on goal one. He was a key pass. Yeah. Um, but this time he actually got an assist. Fantastic pass again. Um, he even muscled off um, Severino, I believe it was, mm-hmm. uh, to get a little bit more space and then actually get in there and and uh, get a good pass. Fantastic goal again. Oh, yeah. A chip again. Another chip, yeah. And, it, you know, you have to wonder. Somebody asked uh, Jeff Reuter on Twitter if if a, a player can make a career out of chipping the goalkeeper. Well, he's done it how many times now? Yeah, and it, what, that four? was before That's the like game. Four, yeah. And Jeff is like, no, that's not possible. And then, of course, he goes up yes, does the next game and he yeah. does it again. And it, 
you know, I mean, Katero is quite possibly the best DP in the league right now. He could, yeah, he's up there. Um, and he managed, he knows how to chip, chip a ball. Well, I think he's also smart too. He knows when he can chip a ball. He knows when a goalie is kind of playing off his line, and he's yeah. got a chance to do it. And, yeah. And he has the space to do it. And he's space to it. You know, and I, he's got the touch. Yeah, I think we were talking about, you know, during the Houston game, mm-hmm. they they weren't giving him the space to do it. He didn't no. have the opportunity. But no. when they when you give it, when a team will give it to him, he'll mm-hmm. take it. And from range, too, long yep. range, that was exciting. It's so exciting to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we could we could spend a whole podcast talking about Darwin. We could literally start the Darwin Quintero podcast. We could, yeah. We could just do all of his goals. That might qualify as stalking to some extent, but uh, <laughs> in any case, the, the the third goal was, of course, Darwin's goal again. Yep. So he had he manages the gentleman's hat trick where That's he right. has two assists and a goal. Yep. And it, I wanted to point this goal out because Christian Ramirez has been getting a lot of heat, even from yours truly. Yes. And... It, that goal was set up by Christian Ramirez. Yes. There was an incredible flicked-on header from him way back at midfield that set the whole thing up. Mm-hmm. And had that not happened, that goal wasn't going to, going to happen. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's it's a sign of the work rate that he puts in that doesn't yep. make the stat sheet. Yep. And it's a sign of the work rate that that he has that people like myself criticize sometimes. Yes. And this Sometimes come, a lot. Yes. And this is going to come up in a few, <laughs> few minutes here. Um, and so I, I think, you know, the goal was, wasn't was anything spectacular. I, no. I just think it was it was another assist for Quintero. It was yep. a fantastic key pass. I, yep. I, actually, I don't know if he even got a key pass stat for that. I don't I think check. he did. But um, it's, it's just a good example of how, of how uh, Christian Ramirez – puts in some work and effort that we don't necessarily see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he might get a little bit more criticism than he needs. So, moving on to the Petkey thing. Yes. Tirade. Mm-hmm. The thing that really set him off was Schuler's foul. Yes. Schuler's yellow card. Yes. So, do we think it was a red? No. I don't think it was a red. What about you? I, I'm not going to comment on that because okay. I did not see that okay. live. So, so Schuler came in, cleats up. Yeah. Okay. He did. He did scrape the shin. Yes. Uh, I mean, the, the ref was quick to pull out the yellow. Yep. So it was he. There was no ball there. He got the shin. Oh, uh, there was a ball there. Okay. Uh, he did not get the ball. That's what I meant. Okay. Yep. He didn't get the ball. He was first. late. Okay. Late. Okay. So it um, sounds like a clear foul. He yes, said that. It was very obviously a foul. It was yeah. very obviously a yellow card. Yes. Uh, Pat Key thought it was a red card. Every Salt Lake supporter on the planet thinks it's a red card. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a few people. I think Jeff Ruder said that he probably would have called it a red. Um, I think. 55-1. I saw an article that said it probably was a red. Okay. Um, Andrew Weeb with MLS said he was on the fence. Okay. So, and just to help out some of the people like me that are listening and maybe didn't see it live, where exactly did it occur? The foul. It was. Um, I'd say it was maybe, maybe forty yards out. Okay. Yeah. It was. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah, that's probably a good guess. Right. Yeah. Because that can make a difference too. When yeah, we're talking about I mean, it was it wasn't a direct free kick chance. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, but so for me, 
everything that I see is, well, it was studs up, it was studs up, it was studs up. Now, in my opinion, I don't think studs up matters. Because no. the FIFA rule doesn't mention studs up. No. A red card is excessive. Yes. A yellow card is reckless. It was certainly reckless. It was reckless. Without a doubt, it was reckless. Which is why he got a yellow. But I don't know if it was excessive. I don't think it was excessive. I he just, was going He was going after the ball. Yeah. And yet, it was, it was timing. He, yeah, he was clearly making a play on the ball. Yeah. He missed the ball. But he was clearly trying to play the ball. Yeah, he wasn't going after the player. You know, red cards, usually, it's you're going after the player. Yeah. And it looks like you're going after the player. Yeah. You know? This, yeah. yeah, this is perfect, actually. I mean, if, I, mean I didn't watch it live and the way you're describing it it's textbook yellow if, yep. if that's what's you know if he, he was yeah, going for the what, ball but he was late it wasn't reckless yeah and I, I mean like I've been following soccer for 18 years now yeah and I've never understood where that that red or that studs up thing came from I've, I've never because is that something that has just kind of evolved along the way that if you're going in flat or feet up, basically, yes, it's highly unlikely that you're actually trying to make a play on the ball. I just don't get it. I have a problem with that too. It's I think it's just take a slide, take a slide out here in the grass. Yeah. What's it's going to be natural to have your feet yeah. kind of pointed up. I mean, I can yeah. see if it's both feet up. Yeah. But I mean, if you just got one foot that's kind of coming in, studs yeah. up. I just don't. I just don't get it. You know? I can see if it was a kung fu kick to the head. Yeah, you know, like or, or I mean, that sounds like or you know, um, De Jong's kick to the chest back yes. in the World Cup. Yep, yep. Or like that's a, an a headbutt, head, or Zidane's headbutt. Yeah. You know, Zidane's head. Let's not bring up Zidane's head. No, okay. no, just had to say it. That was a bad. Was, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I just, I don't understand where that came from, and I think it, it ruins, it ruins the game because, as you pointed out, Dave, it's, it's natural to have your feet. Yeah. The soles of your feet to go up. It would be unnatural not to, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I thought it was reckless. Yeah. I, I don't think it was excessive. Yes. Mike Petke disagrees with us. Well, and it, he had a tirade. Did he not? I mean, we yeah. were sitting there watching the game. Yeah. He had a tirade. He had a tirade, yes. And he got himself kicked out. Yep. And it, Adrian Heath actually had to talk to him. As they're, like, pulling him away. Yes. And I don't know what he said. And I saw someone asked Adrian what he said, and he's, he wouldn't comment. Wouldn't comment, yeah. Um, but it's like when you have to have the other manager come over and be like, mm-hmm. whatever he said, and just, just go. Yeah. I mean, you've got a problem. So the presser afterwards, obviously Adrian already had his meltdown that we've yes. talked about. Mike Petke has another meltdown. Yes. It was explicit yes. language laden. Yes. <laughs> and he literally told uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, a, goose? a Goose, I think his name is, um, for MLS who divvies out the fines. Yeah. He literally told them, find me. Mm-hmm. Well, MLS listened. Yep. They fined him. Ten grand. Yes. And, uh, Suspended two games. Two games, yes. And on top of that, they even they even find the team ten grand. What? Because I didn't know they find the team too. Yeah, because their official Twitter page. Oh, geez. Tweeted out a whole bunch of support for Petke. Oh. And it, MLS is like, no, that's not okay. Who is their Who, who is their uh, social media manager? He's right. he's in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope he gets his paid off. <laughs> now, with that said, I, I think he has. Some valid points. His his main gripe was the fact that 
no one knows what's actually happening behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the VAR. Yeah. And I agree with that because you see the referee go like this, so mm-hmm. you know he's he's trying to hear the, somebody talk to him. Yeah. And then he just lets it go. Yeah. So I do believe there needs to be some of that conversation that I think Petke is right on. We need to be talking about how we can make the VAR process better. Yeah. Um, with that said, we're walking down a road of NFL referees where all of a sudden you've got a referee standing in the middle of the field talking to yeah, the audience. Yeah, we don't, and we don't want that. Right. Because soccer, I mean, soccer's different. You have, time is running constantly. Mm-hmm. When you go to VAR, you're taking time off the clock. Yeah, you're going to add extra minutes at the end of the half. Right. You know, but you're taking time on the clock. Whereas NFL, it's, they stop it, you know. Right. It could be 10 minutes. Yeah, and I think there's a reason. I mean, there's there's calls whether you're talking soccer or you're talking football. Some of those, those calls are subjective. You, right. you just can't get past that. So I don't think they should be spending too much time VAR on those subjective calls. It, yeah, exactly. I, I agree. I, I think it's beneficial for the ref. He can go back. If he can take a look at it in 30 seconds, If he, maybe he didn't get a good look at it. He wasn't in a good position. If it's something, even if it is a subjective call, if he can get a good look at it, and make his call, take a look at it at 30 seconds, and let's move on. Now, I would say that I would be open to the the referee talking to the manager, okay. the managers. Sure, sure. Like maybe, you know, he's already doing whatever he's doing. Yeah. So he can just walk over to the touchline and say, hey, this is what's happening. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. They, have the, they also have the ability... Um, for the press to ask questions to the to the referee, but they have to get it in um, prior to ten minutes before the end of the game, and the media is usually you know it's the worst time. Yeah, it's the worst time because the media is yeah. trying to wrap everything up. Yeah, yeah. And it, I I think they need to fix that. I, I agree with Petke on that. I think it's just something that needs to be fixed. Now the problem with Petke was he was bitching about things that didn't really go for him. Yeah. You know the Cantero foul was not a foul. Yeah questionable whether or not Schuler was a red card. Yep. And it, he had some other fouls um, apparently that he had he had mentioned where there were some fouls that went the wrong way for Minnesota too. And it's like we're talking about consistency, sure. Yeah. But you know, I think the problem with MLS refs is they're a little bit too they're a little bit too likely to actually um, call a foul. Yes. They don't let the play go as well as European referees do. And we're going to talk about in the next game, uh, the New England game. That's what we're going to talk about too, because that game, that ref was handing out yellow cards like they were candy. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, it was like anything that happened on the on the pitch. It was like whoop, yellow, yellow, yellow. It's like holy jeez, man. Um, so let's go to the uh, friendly that we had. One thing before oh, we move on, Tony. I just want to. I just wanted like one thing, and it kind of comes off Heath's, you know, kind of tirade to the, you know, very public tirade that we were talking about earlier. I, I, I think we all agree that we backed him up. Although I, my, it's my opinion. I don't think he should be complaining too much, really, because I, I think the game that they had against Real Salt Lake is just one of the reasons that you know makes this United team so fun to watch and. You brought this up to us earlier. I don't think we talked about it on the pod, but how the Guardian came out with an article mm. a few, maybe about a month ago, yeah. and they actually rated the watchability of all the MLS teams. Mm-hmm. And the, the the Loons were rated eighth 
Eighth, out yep. of yeah. you know all the teams, and I think yep. they're that's exactly the reason they in that game they scored three goals, and yep. you know they're always susceptible of giving up goals, and when you right. get a game that goes three two. That, that's an exciting game to watch. It's, yeah. they, they have been an exciting team to watch you know, all year. And if it was your first soccer game, or first yeah. MLS game, let's say, wouldn't that be exciting to watch? Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, if you're trying to sell a product here, like, you know, the, a new MLS team to this city, yep. yeah, a new stadium coming out next year, you probably want those kind of games, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, you know, it's it, it's fun to have a back and forth game. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of the park the bus Oh, and yeah. you know counter here and there and we've kind of fallen into that a little bit mm-hmm. but at the same time it's fun to see your team win you know three to two but at the same time it's actually not that bad to see your team lose three to two yeah yeah, yeah. if if it was an exciting back and forth game yeah exactly right and it, yeah so I, I think I think there is a a positive to that. Obviously, it's really exciting to see your team win 4-0. Well, yeah, there's, I mean, there's an excitement to it. Um, it's exciting to watch your team win 4-0. It's also exciting to watch your team be up 3-0 and then watch you the team it. come back and yeah. then have to hold on. You know, as yeah. much as we get ticked off that it's happening, yeah. it's still exciting to watch. You, you hey, nailed it, yeah. though. I think a, a three, I was, I started with the 3-2 scoreline. Sounds like a fun score. I would yeah. rather have it go... United goal, Salt Lake goal. Mm-hmm. United goal, Salt Lake goal. But when right. you, it's frustrating because you have a three goal lead and you very nearly gave up two points. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We do have. I will. I will mention this. We have an audience today. We do have uh, three people listening to us, and now they have written something down on a napkin and given it to Dave Sterling. And uh, what does it say, Dave? Um, it's a question. It's very specific to me. Yeah. Uh, if you're not a big fan of parking the bus. Why are you a Chelsea fan? Wow. Ouch. Out of left field. I didn't, left see field. I didn't see this one coming. That's what happens when you have an audience. You know, you get these questions. But you got to answer it now. It, it's a valid question. Are you going to answer it or are you just going to drink some more beer? Or are you just going to say it's a valid I'm question? Say, should we just move it? on? Yeah. Then maybe yeah. we should just move on. Yeah. We can. Um, no, it, it's a valid question. Uh, I, I like the team. I have not always liked the managers. Okay. You have a, is that a fair is that a fair response? We'll see what happens and, next year. Oh, right, it's going to be completely cold, different. Cold thing. Yeah. Jeez. So that's that's my response. <laughs> because Here's, really, I have no response other than that. That's so. Yeah. Just for background, if so, I'm taking it. You're not Chelsea fans. No, unfortunately, we're Arsenal fans. Arsenal, okay. Which honestly. Really brief side note. Yes. If I were to be able to pick a U.S. manager, I want Wenger. Okay. I don't like Arsenal, but I do like Wenger. Okay. Mainly because he made Arsenal so mediocre over the years. Oh, jeez. That, you know. Shots fired on the podcast. My goodness. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So before we go on to the friendly. Yes. yes. Even though we were going to go on to the friendly already. um, I want to talk the defense. Okay. In that game, okay, just very briefly. In the friendly or in the, in in the Salt, Salt Lake. Lake. Game. Okay, you know, I I think the goals, the goals come down to mental mistakes. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, you know the the free kick, uh, Plata's free kick. It's all on Martin. It, Martin yeah. completely blew it. He his whole role was to to charge forward and block mm-hmm. block the shot. Mm-hmm. 
even better, they took an extra touch. Yep. Which allowed him better chance to set himself up. Yep. And he still blew it. Yes, he did. And not only that, he managed to jump and then rotate himself away from the shot. Yep. Uh, You know, and so for me, I think in that sense, Heath was a little out of line because that was a that was a set piece yep. that obviously we've had a ton of problems with, but the goal happened because of one player, one player, I mean, yes, literally yes. just one player. Yes. Um, and then it, you know, you look at um, the that second goal, that was a complete shutdown. And this is where I say Adrian Heath is right on par because you had the entire defense was shifted to our right. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, our right, their left. Yep. And it, you had Gomez. What's not? Who, I, do we talk? We don't want to talk about Gomez. Who is? Who is? Uh, probably not a favorite of the. We're probably not I'm a not, favorite of his. I don't want to talk. I only bring, let's not even use his name when we bring him up. But so you had you had Calvo way left, mm-hmm. marking someone. So he was in his. He was where he should be. And the man who shall not be named. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. kind of just wandering through the center of the pitch, like a like a kid in Target, just walking yes, around. Yeah, he's just, just kind like, of wandering around. Yeah, and it, Lennon is coming down the field. Yeah, and it, I, I believe it was Rushnak came in, crossed it over to him. Yeah, and it, who shall not be named? Yes. Instead of closing the, him down, kind of just ran towards the corner of the box. Yep. Expecting that Lennon was going to run towards the corner of the box. Yeah, yes. that's what he did. Yeah, and it, it it allowed Lennon to cross it back over. Yes. To Plata. Yes. Now the problem here is you have Kelman and Boxel at the center of the box, covering one guy. Mm-hmm. They're clearly not communicating because no. why are they both on this guy? Yeah. And so it leaves Plata wide open mm-hmm. for only Miguel Ibarra. To handle, and yeah, and had it, Boxel just backed off. Yep, he maybe could have headed it away. But let's go back to player that we're not going to name. It's all set up by him, though. I, if he doesn't make those stupid decisions, right, we're not talking about a goal here, right? And he's going to come up when we talk to him. Yeah, I, so I don't, I don't. So, why do why do why is he still on this team? That's my question. He may not be so. We'll have to find out. Well, I hope he's yeah. at some point is benched or something. I just can't. I, I can't watch him. I, yeah. Every time he gets the ball, I can't. I can't watch the guy. He just he infuriates me every time he touches the ball. Well, hold hold on, Tony. I, I have a different opinion. I, I think. I, yeah, I think he's a very dynamic player <laughs> who's an incredible server of the ball and set pieces. Are you reading that and from the internet? extremely composed. I am, actually. Yeah, jeez. I was like, that's, that's you, not your own That's, word. like, I, well no, prepared. I, you know what? I, I, I had to do that because I knew, I, I sorry to name him, Alexi Gomez. Yeah, don't but name I, him, I, I wanted to look at his background, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's an international player from Peru. That's, so that's, I'm just curious. Okay, why hasn't he made more? release. Yeah. Well, of course. And I did but, preface that, but. I mean, just, but, but Manny I, Lagos probably wrote that himself. Yeah. And, and that's. I knew Tony would how, catch me. But, but how old is he? I, is he what? Is he 23? 24? No, he's, thir- he's he's 25. 25. I was going to say. But so he's still young. Yeah, he's still young. Um, Ish. But wait, I talked about this before. It's like, I realize that you want to get him playing time. I realize right. that. Well, but at some point, 
when are you going to sit them down and say, well, look, you got to get smarter with what you do on the pitch, man. Hey. And when we come to our signings, we'll get to talk about that. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. But, I mean, you know, we we aren't inside the locker room. We don't know what's going on. But, yes, I mean, as far true. as you you said it, minutes. He's played He's played a lot of minutes for this team. Yes. He's started said. most games. So what do they know that we don't? There has to be something, right? Well, and you could argue Eric Miller's been injured, so he oh. has to. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Maybe, maybe you Miller, hit it. Miller maybe you hit it on the head there. Maybe that's all there is to it. Um. So we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that at signings again. Let's go. Let's move on to the friendly match because yeah, the friendly. I didn't watch it, Dave. You tried I to watch watched, it. Yeah. But the but the the, uh, stream, the stream was terrible. Yeah. Um. And we've talked about streams before well, on this podcast. What did what did how, I? I unfortunately did not get to watch that match. I was out of town traveling, working. But uh, I, I, you know, going back a month ago or so, I watched the um, the the um, Lamar Hunt, Hunt Open, Open Cup, Cup yeah. stream uh, versus Houston in yeah. Houston. And I, I think we talked about the broadcasting that the announcer could have used another another guy. But I thought yeah. the stream itself was pretty good. Yeah, I think the stream on that game was pretty. So solid. How, how did it compare, like video quality? Oh, uh, it one? was it was bad. It, it froze up. I would say half a dozen times. Oh. Um, and it, I mean, I'm running, I'm running 160 meg service. Yeah. And I would say I average 130, 140. There's absolutely no reason a live stream should come right, yeah. through. Yeah. Um, was it done through? Um, like I know the, the Lamar Cup. Lamar Hunt Cup was done by USsoccer.com. Was this a different? I'm assuming service? it was through Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, because they they had only. I think they only had one camera. Yeah, that's not surprising because I'm sure FSN FSN has the rights to show MLS games. But yeah. when it comes to friendlies, I don't think FSN even wants to have right to show it because they're not going to get the viewership. Right. So of course United are doing themselves. They're going to only have one camera. And they're yep. putting it on the internet. How many people were in the stands? Oh, it was... Because you didn't go to that game. Yeah, I mean, based on what I saw, you know, in my side of the stadium, Yeah. Uh, it looked like I would have bet 10,000. Okay. I believe they announced it was 15. Okay. okay. But I don't. I mean, because you're considering the fact that Major League Soccer does tickets sold or distributed. Yeah. So, hmm. immediately all of the season ticket holders yeah. get tickets to that game. Yep. So that's almost twelve thousand right there. Well, okay. Well, not I would bet it was probably ten. Okay. Well, so not that not that I want to bring up the the three to zero defeat in Houston, MLS game I'm talking about yeah. for a couple weeks ago now. But uh, so you're trying to tell me that there was more game more fans at the United friendly versus Saprissa than there was at say the Minnesota Houston MLS game two I weeks think, ago. I think I bet. Oh uh, yes, that's true. Yes. Well, that's saying something then for this Houston fan is, base. Okay, we've seen <laughs> yeah. Houston twice now, yeah. and both games we watched. The one was in the Open Cup. Yep. And then the game they had a couple weeks ago. There's nobody there. Yeah, Houston has a terrible fan base. Yeah. But on top of that, it's Texas. Yeah. And now I've only been to Texas once. Yeah. It was in April. Mm-hmm. And so it was a little early in the season, but it was still. I mean, it was like, welcome to the gate of hell. Really? Even huh. in April. I hope we don't have any Texas fans listening. Yeah, hopefully not. I mean, it, I love it. What I saw of the state yeah. for that week I was there. Yeah. Fantastic scenery. 
Yeah. The drivers suck. They are. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, the traffic itself yeah. overall sucks. I heard that too. Yeah. There are, you know, ten king cab dually pickup trucks to every car. Are there any Prius? Does anybody and drive a Prius down there? I would highly doubt that. <laughs> uh, and, and where exactly, where have you been a couple, you know, if we're talking a city here. So I was Dallas and uh, Austin. Okay. Okay. I've, uh, over the years, I've spent a little bit of time. I have a good friend that lived in Houston for a couple years. So I, I've seen some of Houston. I've driven through Dallas. I've been around a little bit. But I tell you what, the place I've spent the most time in Texas was the Panhandle. Okay. Now, if you want excitement, go to the Panhandle, Panhandle? of Texas. Well, because that's right by what. Oklahoma, right? It's right by nothing, basically. Okay. So, like, Amarillo? Yeah, Amarillo. Okay. Uh, yep. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I've been I've been through Amarillo. Okay, yep. Yeah, I've driven through there. I've, I've stopped at... Okay. Uh... Okay. Oh, I like your shirt. We're losing our audience? Jeez. Oh, all right. We'll see. We're in our usual seats. Go loose. Thanks for stopping out. We appreciate it. That's yeah. awesome. All right. All right, guys. I think it's time to take a little short beer break. Uh, get some extra beers in us. And we'll be back. Finished up our samples, and uh, what you guys think of all the of all the uh, the flight? Uh, so, I'll I'll be honest. I was not a fan of the. It would be the uh, blonde. Oh, the blonde. Like yeah. I'm usually a blonde fan. That's what I'm drinking right now. Oh, uh, it's good. But yeah, it, it was still a little bit too hoppy. Really? Like a lot of the blondes I like are. Are a little bit subdued. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, there, there's a blonde that I, in Colorado that uh, by Ska Brewery okay. that is actually available here. Okay. Uh, that's really smooth drinking. Like if you're a if you're a lager guy, sure. That yeah. blonde's fantastic. Uh, uh, and it, yeah, this was a little bit too hoppy. I will mention again, we're at Invictus up in Blaine. Uh, they are located right across the street from the National Sports Center. Um, like I stated previously in our opening, they where the loons used to play when they were back in the uh, was it the U was it US what was the league they were in? It was it, uh, well NASL. The NA, NASL. It was NASL, but in twenty. Well, yeah, the loons didn't exist before. They didn't lose yeah. didn't exist. So it was the yeah. NSL. Yeah. And I mean, I've I've been coming up here for years. Back yeah. when they were before they the were stars even, and the stars, stars yeah. We yeah. came here for a what was it against? Was it the Galaxy? Oh, that would have been yeah. Oh, when yeah, that was at the Metro. That was in high school. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. Came that was here at the Metro. For, no, it was there was one here. Oh, they, they had, had Galaxy. They played game. twice. Yeah. I didn't know that. So what was going out? Uh, Dave and I, I think Johnny, it was it three of us? Yeah. A little backstory: I worked at Tires Plus as an intern back in high school, and they had something up here where we got tickets, and they had a little little tent and everything, and yeah. they're playing the the star or the uh, was the LA Galaxy. And um, also the Schwanz Cup was going on at the same time, so they had a bunch of kids up here. We went, and then we f- we found an underground like arcade area. Yeah, because I mean, just a little backstory is you know we're talking 
well over, or not, I shouldn't say like well over, about 20 years ago. 1997. We weren't the biggest soccer fans at that no, point. No. I think it was 1998 for me that put soccer on the map. Yeah, yeah. But So we weren't the biggest soccer fans at that point. Mm-hmm. So we got a bit distracted. Yeah, we did. We found this underground arcade over here. Really? It was We, we were walking, me and Dave yeah. were walking, we left Johnny by himself. We're walking around, because Johnny was a huge, he's been a soccer yeah, fan yeah. since I've known him. So he didn't want to leave with us. So we're walking around trying to find stuff. And all of a sudden, we like go in this building, go downstairs, and there's like all these kids from the Schwann's Cup, and there's arcade games, and there's like... Oh, weird. It was it was weird. It was like a kind of like a little wonderland of things so, going on. Obviously a 90s thing. Yeah, yeah it was 90, 97. Yeah. So I mean, but... So like I said, we've been coming up here for years, and they've... A lot of things have changed around here. They're building more soccer fields right over here, um, just... West of Invictus, they're building more soccer fields for the National Sports Center. Um, they're redoing all these roads. They have roundabouts now, and um, you know they're really doing a lot of great things up here. Uh, Invictus is here along with Tipsy Steer, yeah, which is which... in the same building. They're two different companies, um, but so Invictus got all the beer. Tipsy Steer has all the food, and I've wanted to come up to Tipsy Steer uh, ever since they opened up here. Uh, my Sister-in-law especially wants to come up here. She's a big foodie. Um, looks like they we're looking at their menu right now. They yeah, have some, I think the uh, biggest problem you'd have is choosing what to get. Yeah, exactly. They have, they have up uh, they have pizzas, they have burgers, tacos, they have sausages for pizza. They have German bratwurst, and I know for a fact Johnny and his kids have been here. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm I'm telling you, I think jo- I'm sure Johnny has had the German bratwurst. I don't think, I, would, I, I don't think he could get off that. He, if he I, saw, yeah, he saw that, he'd be like, bet no, money that that. Yeah, the odds probably aren't very good and, for that bet. On top of that, they have something called a psycho milkshake, which now um, the people who are we were, saw those, watching yeah. our podcast, they got them. Yeah. And so they had, they had the chocolate M80. It's a chalk, it was, It's a milkshake with chocolate sauce, a brownie, whipped cream, and star sprinkles. So they give you a, they give you a milkshake, and then they stick a brownie, kind of like a, what you call it, a, um, a bloody mary, a bloody mary, crap out of it. Yeah. But it's like they put stuff in their milkshakes. It, it was two desserts, I think. Yeah, I think, I think you'd so. be. Yeah. I think you could eat the brownie and be happy with that. And yeah, be done. But then you got a milkshake. Yeah, and if you get the up. vanilla one, you get a sugar cookie on top of that. That's like that right there. I I I, I would be. I, I could run over and get us a couple. No, I don't. I, you know, I don't need the sugar today. Okay, it Fair might enough. be too much sugar for me. I'm trying to stay healthy. Fair enough. You know, Dave just turned 39. Um, I turned 39 in about a week and a half. God, you guys are old. I know. I know, we're very old. I've um, got about 355 days left of my 30s. So yeah. Um, and our friend Nels, who's been in the podcast before, he turns 40 uh, when we're on our um, cruise to Seattle. The oh, Seattle, wow. It's Seattle Corolla, Adam Corolla yeah. cruise. Um, so he turns 40 the day we're going to be in Canada. Um, so when you're t- talking about sugar, like in this, when you get to our age, a little too much. Yeah. I'll take my sugar out of the beer that we're drinking. You know, if Adam Corolla wasn't part of that, mm-hmm. I would say I don't know that I'd pick Canada to celebrate my 40th. No, and there, it, you know, it's just it, it just happened to be that's when it was. Yeah, right. I mean, Good. I think we would if 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 we were still in town, I think we'd have a big party for now somewhere. Oh, for sure. But yeah. it just happened to be he's turning 40 when we're on the right. cruise, yeah, which is cool. great. That's, I mean, Yeah, no, that's a good point, Dave, like as far as the, oh, a cruise out of Seattle to Victoria, British Columbia. Yeah, it doesn't I, jump we, out no, at you. And in no. fact, this will be my eighth cruise. I'm a huge fan of cruise vacations. Tony, you haven't been on one no, I've been on the cruise. No. And yeah, either. I got to admit, like when I think of a cruise, I think of the Caribbean, the Bahamas. Yeah. That's what I think of. So 
but it honestly, they could cruise anywhere. I don't care. Yeah. It's like it's the Corolla experience. Corolla's done cruises down through like Mexico and stuff before. We just never yeah. hopped on it. When this one came up and it was going out of Seattle, I think yeah. both you and I and Nels were like, yep. "We got and, we got to go on this cruise." And and, and honestly, that, that's that's kind of great that we brought this up because yep. I mean, Adam Corolla is kind of the reason that I wanted to jump into this with you guys and yeah. be a small part of it because I mean, I, I think what he's done for podcasting is is why we're sitting here. Yeah, quite exactly frankly. right. Exactly. You know? Yeah, um, you know, I didn't actually start listening to his podcast until. Tony, you brought it up. Yeah. When you brought up the idea, which apparently was not necessarily a serious idea, I was no, about was, this podcast. It was a you know it was a one off. A little backstory on how this podcast came to be. We were at Johnny's. Um, we were at Johnny's uh, fiance's house, Jenny, for his yeah, birthday, birthday party. Yeah. Birthday party. She put on a phenomenal birthday party. It was a state fair theme thing. Johnny's state fair guy. We still have that magnet too. I, yeah, yeah. The magnet. We're all standing in in her basement and. Uh, Dave Sterling's there, and we're all just standing. And I brought up the fact, I'm like, you know, Sterling, you're a big soccer guy. I kind of want to get into podcast. We should do a soccer podcast. Just out of the blue. I, I didn't even think anything of it. It's I thought so, it was just good, you know, whatever. I was there might have been alcohol. It's involved. something you it was, say to somebody. It's something you say, right? But yes. never, it never actually And then happens. all of a sudden, like, a week or two later, he Sterling's texting me going, I think it's a, we should do that. And I'm going, do what? what? What are you talking about? At first, I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, the podcast. I'm like, oh, the thing I brought up at the thing he's like yeah and i'm going i guess so we met up at the colada in maple grove and had a little chat and decided hey let's let's do this and um like everything in in life i think you kind of go into it with a little bit of a is it it could work for a little bit it could you know we could flame out we could suck right you know we could have we could have a terrible dynamic i mean i'm i'm not uh, i've only known you for a couple years right but we could have a terrible dynamic on the podcast, right? right. Uh, we could it would totally suck. But the first podcast we did, that we tried to go to Omni and then we tried to go to Blue Wolf and then we right. ended up at your basement. Right. I thought for sure I was like, this isn't gonna work because we tried two places and it's not gonna work. Um, but we do it in your basement and we start talking and drinking, and all of a sudden I'm like, I, I think this, I think this could work. Right. And then uh, Dave Stevens came to one of them. And he started uh, spouting off some knowledge off his iPad. And I kind of said, well, we could use a third. I mean, it's nice to have somebody here to kind of back us up and kind of, so it's not just me and you going back and forth. There's a third wheel, which is great. Um, and uh, that's how it's all come to be. And now we're, what episode is this now? This is eight? We are 10. Or is this oh, 10? 10. Wow. This is 10. This is number 10. 10th this is an anniversary. anniversary. Yes, this is an anniversary. It's a big one. Um, so we're now on episode 10, and the stat you said was most podcasts reach seven. Reach seven, and then they're done. Yep. Okay. Um, I think we can do this for a long time. We are only doing it once every two weeks, um, which makes it a little easier. For so us. I suppose technically we need to hit maybe fourteen. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe. Hit fourteen. Yeah, um, it makes it easier for us. I think in the beginning we decided that doing it once a week was just not right. going to happen. It's it's tough. Uh, it's tough. We we have fam- me and you have families. Yeah, I think with the soccer schedule, it kind of works out that way because yeah. you never know how the games are going to fall, and if you have it weekly, yeah, it, you you might run into a, a window where you don't you don't either don't have a game to talk about or there's only one game to talk about yeah. or you're, you're talking about the next game that hasn't yep. happened. So I think it's so, a good format. Um, because it's our 10th episode, we are going to um, stop talking, and Dave's going to edit in clips from our past nine episodes. We're going to have <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not going to yeah. do that. Um, but again, we're up at Invictus. They have 
graciously allowed us to be up here. Um, I will say, when Dave talked about Adam Carolla being the podcasting guy who kind of started everything, um, another big shout-out I give is to Gleeman and the Geek, Aaron Gleeman and John Bonus. I've been listening yeah. to their podcast for years. They do a weekly podcast about Twins baseball. And Aaron Gleeman, I've been looking at his – he's been writing about baseball since – he was a kid, just a teenager. I followed him as he's been kind of coming up, and he's become a great. He's on KFN all the time now, and he's doing stuff. So when Gleam and the Geeks started, and they started doing podcasts at breweries, I was like, man, I, I want to do that. And then when I brought up the podcast, I'm like, we should do it out at breweries. And guess what? <laughs> Flipping works. Yeah. I mean, drink beer. We talk about soccer. I mean, this is this is it's a cool thing to do on a Sunday. Yeah, and, and Invictus has gone above and beyond what we've been used to so far yeah um we've gone we've gotten omni uh we've gone to steel toe um and then we did what's the other did we do well we just did beer garden oh beer garden which is unfortunately not around anymore right which again i'm gonna bring up again um that's really a i i i'm sad for that yeah it's a it's a shitty situation because i would i would have loved to go back there and do more yeah. podcasts there. I would love I, to go back there and just eat. Yeah, I enjoy. I enjoyed our podcast we did in their little mm-hmm. alley, even with the jazz music. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, as tough of, as a business as podcasting is, I think you know, rest, owning a restaurant, running yeah. a restaurant could be even tougher. So, and they had right. a and they had a lot of. I mean, they got pre, they, the Pioneer Press ran an article yeah. about her. Um, they had a lot of Facebook. They had the, the Lower Town Loonies. Yep, who were there all the time, and now they're looking for someplace else to. Yep. Have they figured out where they're going now? Yeah, I think they're going to uh, that pizza place. Pizza uh, place, yeah. River... River... Something. River Bend or something like that? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. So maybe if any loonies are listening, and I know there's a couple, um, maybe at some point in the future we can have our podcast wherever you guys are going to be now. Yeah. You know, because we, we really appreciated you guys getting us out to uh, Beer Garden Germania. It was a great place. Um, so maybe we can do it down there at some point. But, um, so... Let's get off the whole nostalgia thing. It's our 10th anniversary or 10th podcast. Let's go into the... Um, New England game. New England game, yes. So, my thoughts about New England, the, the game there. The ref was throwing out yellow cards like he was throwing out candy at a parade. <laughs> and I'm, I'm t- every time there was a freaking anything, he, I, he, was, he was in his pocket and he was reaching for that yellow card. Yeah. And I'm going, you know... I get it. You want to keep everybody in control, but there was a lot of calls that they weren't yellows. Right. What The one I saw was the uh, Darwin and who was the defender, the big guy, where he picked Darwin up. Oh, yeah. And then they called yeah. dueling yellow. They called yellow on Darwin and a yellow on him. Yeah, Darwin pushed him. And Darwin pushed him. He then gave him a little bear hug, and it was playful. Yeah. Darwin wasn't appreciative of it, but it was playful. Yeah. And I'm going... How do you call dueling yellows on that? Yeah. That's just stupid, you know? Yeah, he, he was... I I wanted to try to figure out if I could go back and see how many cards he's given out. Oh. And I know there's a place to do that, but um, I couldn't find anything. And he's... He's got to be one of the worst. Yeah, he's got to be high. Because everything... Yeah. It, even even fouls he didn't call cards on, yeah. he it looked like he was... Every single foul... He was reaching. He, he was, was going reaching in. Just in case. Yeah. I mean, that's just how he set himself up. I don't know. He looked. He just looked pissed off. That uh, yeah. that ref looked pissed off. I don't know. I mean, we're not going to find for this. I don't know if he didn't get laid the night before. <laughs> I don't know if you know what. I, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what happened, but May, he was not yeah. happy. 
Maybe maybe he had a bad experience at a restaurant downtown or something. Maybe he did. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't like being. <laughs> maybe he doesn't like Minnesota. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But it was it, from. That was one of my main points of that game was yellow card, yellow card, yellow card, yellow card, and I'm going. Just let them flip and play. Call well, a foul. Yeah. But yellow cards. With yellow cards, what you're doing is you're pretty much you're booking them, yeah. and if you get another booking, then they're suspended. Right. So Darwin now has a yellow card. Yeah. And if he gets another one, they suspend it. Yeah, it, it's it's just I don't know. I think the and we already mentioned this earlier. MLS, well, pro referees. Yeah. Are are just very foul happy. Yeah. And and they need to back it off, and they need to they need to let the play go mm-hmm. because it gets really choppy, mm-hmm. and it starts to get kind of come on. There's another foul. There's another stoppage. Yeah. Yeah. And it and when you start throwing cards into that, yeah, it, yeah I, I don't like it. I wasn't yeah when when they the first couple cards when those happened, then I saw I kind of saw the ref and I looked at his face and I looked at his expression, and I said to myself, Mike. He's gonna throw out more cards because he just looks like he had. Yeah. He was. He went to the into that game going, "I'm gonna make it so." Yeah, I'm just gonna run this game, you know. And I I talk about that because in baseball um, and football, Dave, um, I think you know this. There have been times at games, baseball and football games, where the umps or the refs take over a game. Oh, without and oh, they yeah. shouldn't. There are umpires in. MLB, and I can't remember what his name is, there's at least one, who constantly is taking over games, and he becomes the focal point of a game where he shouldn't have been. Right. You know? I, I agree. Like, you know, because I know what you're talking about. You know, with baseball, it's the strike zone, mm-hmm. you know, number one. Yep. And, and an umpire can take over a game, and I've seen it, you know, both ways, where if if, if you got an umpire that's not calling the high strikes, yeah, yeah. that's fine. But... I think what ruins it is when they aren't consistent. Yeah. If they're always calling this card, like, let's get back to soccer, if they're always going to call that a foul, if they're always right. going to call that a yep, foul, yep, that's yep. okay Yes. because you, you know that. You know but that. But when, when it starts getting pick and choose, like, yeah. what are you going to call, and you don't know what they're going to call, that's when it's a problem. And the last game was like that. You yeah. didn't know what he was – it seemed like every time there's a foul, he was reaching for the yellow. You know, yep. Joe West is the guy I'm thinking of. Joe West mm. is the umpire for baseball yep. that I hate. Because he takes over games. And this ref, last game, he pretty much took over that game. I'd agree, yeah. You know. And that, that it, it takes away from the great game that the United played. Yeah. We saw two good, well, two, one great goal. Yes. And one goal that we were waiting to happen for. Ramirez's goal, we've been waiting to see Ramirez's goal for a while. A while. And you could tell when he got that goal, he kind of went to the ground and kind of was like, I think he, he had a little tear. Because, like, I finally made a goal and people give giving me shit all the time. Yep. And now I'm happy. So, on that note, yeah, I have to bring it up. Because, so SB Nation, they have, a, they have an account for basically, well, I think it's every team. Every team, yeah. Um, Minnesota's is E Pluribus Lunum. Yes, yes. And so they have a particular editor who has been just railing on Ramirez okay. past, I would say, maybe two weeks. Yeah. Um, and him and I seem to be kind of on the same page. Okay. And so he had he had put out this this tweet that uh, 
it ranked the the Minnesota forwards. Mm-hmm. And so it went Rodriguez, Den Lottie, yeah. Toy, and Ramirez. Really? So like Ramirez. Wow. So he was basically saying Ramirez is four. Wow. And it honestly, you know, people were wondering, okay, is this a is this kind of like a hot take, like hot mic type yeah, yeah. situation? Yeah. Or is it I mean, is it really serious? Yeah. And it he was just getting berated on Twitter. Yeah. And the next day he finally he put out an article explaining his situation, sure, explaining sure. what he meant, and yeah. And so I, I retweeted him, and I, I said, you know, it's it's about time we have this honest conversation, yeah, about Christian Ramirez, and how he no longer fits our system. And we've you and we've had conversations before on this podcast about right. him not fitting in, yeah. And I've been, you've been very anti Christian Ramirez. And I've taken kind of the wait-and-see approach to it. I would say I'm anti-Christian Ramirez in the sense that I want a forward who scores goals. Yeah, yeah, we all do. Yeah. And it, for me, since Chelsea has come up already because yes, of our guests. Because of our guests. Well, our audience. Audience. audience yes. Um, for me, he reminds me of Fernando Torres. Okay. He came into Chelsea... At that time, it was record signing, mm-hmm. and he did nothing. Okay. But the, the he did a, forward. Yes, yeah. and he did a ton of off the ball stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you really watched him, the the amount of work that he put in in a game was yeah. incredible. I mean, he did runs that opened up other goals all the time, but he would miss these, you know, five yard goals, yeah. wide open net. It would just off to the side. Yeah. And it, he never did. He never really accomplished anything at Chelsea, other yeah. than having a phenomenal goal against Barcelona in the Champions League okay. in 2012. Yeah. I, I love how you brought that up because I mean I I'm you know I, I'm not a I'm a fan of the EPL, um, but I've never been a big you know Chelsea fan. But I you know when that was going on, I was watching a lot of EPL games, and I mean I couldn't help but root for the guy. I want him to do well. Right. That's exactly how I feel for Christian Ramirez. I want him to do well but so I, badly, you know, because he's been with the Loons exactly right. since the point. NASL That's my days. Point, There's nobody on that yeah. pitch that I'd like to see a, a score a goal more than him. Him and Ibarra have been with the Loons before yeah. they were in MLS. Yeah. So I think there's like like a little bit of a, a common uh, thing with all the fans. Like exactly. you want to see them do well. Right. Okay, you want them to do. What they did in ASL, they want, you want to do MLS, and it's not going to happen because it's MLS. The competition is one step right. higher. Okay, so for me, I want Christian out there because I think he's kind of the he has been the face of this team. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. But now we have Darwin, who right. is becoming the face of this team. Actually, I think he surpassed Ramirez. I, now. I think he has too. Okay, yeah. so well, now but, you know he has competition with Ibarra because yeah. Miggy has done so well this season. There's, yeah. no, there's nobody because of Quintero. Yeah. Well, yeah, Darwin has helped Abara more than he's helped Ramirez. I yes. think. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's a good point. I think Abara. I, I don't think there's anybody that works harder than I than Abara. Mm. Okay. And and that was you know getting back to what we're talking about Ramirez. Uh, you know, just as a as a fan looking at the games, the Houston game really disappointed me with Christian Ramirez because uh, I mean, I just. 
was, was it the three matches in eight days or what? But he really disappointed me. I, I just wanted to see so much more. Everybody was flat footed in that game. Yeah, I mean, that, that's game, true. that game that's was true. good point. I'm gonna throw that game out because everybody okay. was flat footed and every it was hot. They played three games in seven days or whatever it was. Um, but I think we, I think the three of us all agree that we want to see Christian succeed. Of course. And when he scores a goal, we're excited for him. And we're hoping that it now keeps going. Right. Okay? But on the flip side of that, he scores a goal for the first time in how many games has it been? Like five, six games? I think it's actually I think it's only about four. Four games, okay. And he's all he's all excited. He's emotional, he's excited. But Darwin makes an incredible okay, so he didn't make a chip shot in that game. But he had a run that I, again, this guy every week makes yeah. a play that I don't think it's possible, okay? He ran through the box. He had the ball over here. He ran around to the edge of it, uh-huh. kicked it into the corner. The, the only sliver of goal that you could possibly get it into. And he scores a flipping goal. Well... And it, so he actually, if you watch that video, if you watch the yeah. replay of that goal, he actually beat um, Andy Baba twice. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes, he did. Because the initial ricochet from mm-hmm. Christian's goal yep. or shot, shot, yep. um, bounced off. He comes in, he gets it. Andy Baba challenges him. He beats him. Mm-hmm. He runs around everybody else. Yeah. And it, at that time, Annie Baba actually runs back across the box. Yep. So he beats out Caldwell, I think it was, put his foot in. Yeah. He gets around right before he takes a shot. Annie Baba comes in yeah. to challenge him again, slides past him. Yeah. And he beat yeah, he beat him twice. And the thing is, like, when I when I think about Darwin, and he's a very smart player, okay? We yeah. talk about his touch all the time. He's got great he, the best touch I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I especially feel, on this team. Yeah, on this team, yes. Um, I have not seen touch like his since. Well, I'm an Italian soccer fan, so Pirlo, the architect. Um, he had he had good he touch. Had, he, he had, had good, good touch. Doctor. Okay, even in MLS. Even in MLS, Darwin At has 50. better touch than Pirlo did. I think, mm-hmm. and I, that coming from me, who's an Italian fan, that's bold. I, I, it is bold. Pirlo didn't score a lot. Of, he wasn't a big goal scorer, though. He was more of a setup guy because he was a, you know, he's a midfielder. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Darwin has better touch than him. And when I look at that goal, I think his first thought was, I'm going to come around that corner. I'm going to try to set some, I'm going to try to set a or Ramirez, somebody right. in front of the goal. But then he saw an opening, a sliver of an opening. Right. And he took that opening, and it was a shot that. Nobody else in MLS, I think, can make. That's a bold statement, but I don't think anybody else in MLS makes that shot. Well, you know, with with the fact that he had what five defenders? Well, he was covered by everybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I would agree with you. Yeah, I, he also debatably nutmegged his own teammate. Yeah, I mean, yeah. because yeah. if if you look at Ibarra, yes. It was almost like he faked out Ibarra. He did, yeah. I mean, it, it was it, it was re- the most chaotic goal. It reminded me a lot of, I have a six-year-old who's in soccer right now, 
that play reminded me of a lot of their play because they all want to get the ball at the same time. Right. They don't spread out. They just yeah. kick. And if your own guy, if your own teammate has a ball, your other teammates are coming up and kicking it, trying to get away right, from yeah. you, even though they're on the same team. <laughs> right. It reminded me of that because the bar was right there, wrong place, wrong time. Right. And Darwin was like, eh, "Sorry, Miguel, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take it, you know, because yeah. I'm just trying to be a leader here." And we, we need that on this flipping team. Yeah. We, we definitely do, and I, I think it, it's good to see that Quintero is interested in that. He is, yeah. Because, you know, sometimes players come in and later find out, my God, this is not what I signed up for. Yeah, yeah. But he is, he is fully into the idea that this is my team. He, he, has, made, yeah. he has made the United his team. Yeah. And I've mentioned this before on podcasts when he's had good games and they've lost. And I'm like, at what point does he just like pick the ball up and go home because he doesn't want to play right. with this this team of guys who don't want to play with them. Right. But I think lately he's found out that Abara can play with him and he can play off Abara. Christian to a point. Yep. He can get it to Christian, and Christian can finish if Christian can finish. Yeah, and just to that, just because we brought it up, just to mm-hmm. clarify, his so Ramirez has five goals on the season. His okay. last before this most previous game was on the twenty third of June against Colorado. Okay, okay. So, so how many games was that before? Like it's, five games? Uh, it was four weeks. I think. Four, four weeks. weeks. Okay. Yeah. So it's probably six games. Six, well, well, including the friendly. If you count that, games. it would be. Yeah. yeah. So I mean. I think Darwin has found that he's got some teammates he can play with. Right. He cannot play with Gomez, who I shouldn't be naming. I, I don't think anybody can play with Gomez at this point. I, I just don't. You know, it's possible. You don't remember in the beginning of the year I got on Schuler a little bit because yes. he would give up the ball. You were wrong all the time. About that, by the way. I was wrong. He 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 picked it up. He decided that he was going to play better. And he get rid of the ball yeah. faster. Gomez, on their hand, has not done that. Has gotten worse. Yeah. Um, he gets the ball, and bad things happen. So, back to Ramirez. Mm-hmm. His his celebration. Yes. He sits down. Yes. I I started on about this. So, E. Pluribus Lunum yeah. called him a sitting duck because of the Rodriguez sign, which yes, we'll yeah. get to. Yeah. In, yeah. In a minute. Um, and it, I I agreed with them on that, mm-hmm. and Twitter somewhere out there in the Twitterverse has that. Yeah. So Ramirez actually liked that tweet. What? And Ibarra actually commented on that tweet. So that tweet got some got some. You know, notes. What did Ibarra say? He he said, "Well, you're not seeing all the work he does." So okay. it's what we're talking about, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. The reason, and he actually said this in the post-game scrum. Yeah. The reason he did that celebration was because of that tweet. Because of that tweet. Wow. He's like, you know what? I sat down because there's somebody out there that act, that thinks I'm, I'm a sitting duck. And I am trying to prove them wrong. So he said I sat down. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, that's... Motivation. It yeah, goes back motivated. to that yeah, that motivation. whole conversation yeah. we had earlier. Yeah. yeah. About some players need that that yeah. challenge. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, Christian saw himself getting berated in the, in social media of all places. Yes. Yes. And it, 
he was like, I'm going to respond to that. And I thought New England, he had a really good game. He did. He had a couple chances. Yep. I mean, he. I think it was, in my opinion, his best game mm-hmm. of maybe this season. It, it, I, I think it was his best because game. Because he really had a – he almost had a brace in the first half. Yeah, yeah. And it, so for me – he said, "Look, you you you're challenging my work rate. You're cha- challenging my abilities. Yes, I'm going to show you up. And it, for me, that that was a big that was a big moment because yeah. Yeah. one, I was involved in that whole tweet, so yeah, I yeah, kind of yeah. take and, some responsibility for the fact that and I helped Christian Ramirez. And I you think know, you're do I think you're absolutely right. And just I can back you up with some numbers. Your your point is a good one because Ramirez." Uh, as far as the Audi player index is concerned, was you know finished that game, the New England game, with 577, and that you know one of the, so you're right. So I think you nailed it, Dave. Um, the other the other point I wanted to bring up with the New England game is uh, Bobby Shuttleworth. Yes. He, speaking of Audi index, he yes. was a 934, and that's why I mean, could he? I mean, as good as Ramirez was in that game, wouldn't you have to call Shuttleworth maybe the man of the match for that well, one? Well, and you know why he yeah. was you know why he was good. Because it's his former team, he wanted he wanted to be he and wanted it, to show them. And even know. though he's been with us for two seasons, it's yeah. the first game he's played against. Exactly. Them. Because Elvbaj right. um, played against them last. Yes. Year. Yes. Right. In fact, that was Elvbaj's last full game. Full game. Yep. Um, I could tell in the beginning of that match against New England that Bobby was playing not only for the United, but he was playing to show. Yeah. New England that they made a mistake. And he had a killer save yeah. at the end of that game. Yes, he did. Yeah. I think it was the 80, I think I have it in my notes, it 87th was, minute, yep. 88th minute. Yep. Uh, ball gets crosses back over. Mm-hmm. And it, he, the reaction save that he had mm-hmm. was just spectacular. I mean, he was going the other, he was going to the far post. Yes. He managed to spin himself around mm-hmm. back to the near post and got yeah. I, I honestly have no idea how he got to the save. That I think in this this game, Bobby had a save where his he went for a, a, a ball that was towards the post and he hit his fingers on that, the goal. That was the PK. Yeah, on the PK. Okay. Well, I mean it was leading up to the PK. Yeah. And I was freaking out because yeah. I was like I don't, he might have broken his flipping hand. And I'm going, if he broke his hand, we're screwed. Right. I mean, we're not going to win this game. Right. Because prior to actually turning on the recording, we had this conversation with our audience. Yes. About how, while Bobby's distribution sucks. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of, in terms of the actual reactionary saves that he yeah. makes. Yeah, yeah. He's way better than Lamps. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it, and that's that's the big thing because a lot of a lot of the points of of, of being a keeper are yeah. well you have to have this situational awareness awareness and you have to have this yeah soccer IQ which maybe he lacks a bit of yeah the ability to react yes is so important and Bobby's fantastic at that. He is, yeah. And he he's been a very vocal leader on that team exactly. all year. Uh, whenever there's shots on goal, he is 
out there giving instructions, saying, "Hey, you were in the right, you weren't in the right spot. You need to be over here. You need to do this." Yeah. And that's what you want from a goalkeeper. Right. You don't want a guy who just kind of is blah. Right. You know, the shots taken, and he just kind of sits back like, yep. whatever. And know? I think, uh, you know, even though Calvo is captain, mm-hmm. I, I think that Bobby is like Adrian Heath's spirit animal. Yes, yes. Because yes. those two seem to be on the pay- same page yep, yep. when it comes to how bad the defense is. Yeah. Because if if that ball, that yeah. that uh, Bobby had to save or unfortunately couldn't save, yes, was anybody's fault yes. other than Bobby's? Yes. You know it because, yeah. as you said, he is barking yeah. at them. He reminds me a lot of. I'll go back to Italy. He reminds me a lot of Buffon. Yeah. Buffon's the same way. The Italian uh, goalkeeper, same deal. Got if, him on my. If head. you're not in the right position and a shot's taken, he gets. In your, I mean, he'll be out there like yeah. pointing and saying, "Hey, yeah." But I've seen other goaltenders who shots taken, and they just kind of sit back and go, "Eh, eh yeah. yeah, it is what it is." Yeah. You know? uh, holy shit, guys! This has been the longest podcast we've ever done, so we're gonna have to split up into two different parts. This ends part number one at Invictus Brewing. Uh, please keep listening and go to part two. time to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, five-hour energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com. Switch to Sprint and get our best unlimited deal ever. Four lines of unlimited for just $100 a month. Plus, we're including four amazing iPhone 11s on us when you trade in iPhone 6s or newer in any condition. Visit Sprint.com, call 800-SPRINT-1, or come see us in our stores. Phone after twenty nine seventeen per month credit for 18 months credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Requires new account. Unlimited basic after seven thirty one twenty one. Pay $35 per month per line without a pay. Date prioritization during congestion. Coverage and offer not available. Ever excludes taxes, fees, and roaming speed. Maximum use rules. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply.